Not so fantasy football. A loser's guide to FBL with Rob and Yanis. Welcome, FBL players. This is Not So Fantasy Football on Uzo Radio. I am Rob, and this is Yanis, and we are live. Live indeed. How are you doing, Yanis? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Juggling with a lot of different things at the same time, but uh, mm. yeah, this is good about live. I like it. Fully understanding. Yeah, I'm just enjoying the fact that I've got you topless. Uh, on my camera, and none of the other listeners can uh, can hear this, can hear the sound of your chest hairs <laughs> rustle. Um, <laughs> Were you thinking of that intro all the time since we? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that's why it came so badly into my head. Um, we've got a good podcast coming up, right? Yeah, I'm so, sure. This is the best start. There's, there's some good news. There's some bad news. There's some. Uh, Watch list failure from my part and watch this win from your part again, I think. And uh, yeah, it's just going well. It's going well. Uh, what do you make of the most important announcement that the deadline has moved back to Saturday? Yes, after this the postponement of the Villa game. Uh, this is something we talked about last mm. time. Um, it's, it was inevitable. Mm-hmm. And it's good that at least the deadline is moved. Because mm-hmm. originally I was thinking they might have kept it. Mm-hmm. We would have been, you know, worried a day in advance. Yeah. I seriously doubt that there's any chance of the game happening within the range of this game week. Yeah, I agree. Which, again, uh, I doubt that this is going to happen this year. There's Mm -hmm. no date up until the end of 2020. Yeah. So it's probably going to start being moved around the weekdays of uh, January. There are three midweeks possible. Mm. But there is also the Villa City game, which will have to fit there. Exactly. They've already got one game week to make up from the very beginning, haven't they? There's a very good uh, podcast from the Fantasy Football Hub podcast. Yeah, they've got they've got um, all the details about that. Yeah. But the Man City Villa will be even tougher because they have the European competition as well. So exactly. probably this is going to be priority for them, mm-hmm. and then the Newcastle one. Plus, I mean, I don't want to be pessimistic, but we don't know for sure how long this is going to last for Newcastle. Exactly, that's the problem. Who have they got after that? Is it West Brom? It should be West Brom, yes. Uh, yeah, West Brom. Um, that, that game might also get postponed. Not that many people have many West Brom players, it's going to upset a lot of things, but we just have to keep an eye on the situation. Yeah, there's there's this question, I think it was Hector who posted his team, 
and mm -hmm. there were four players in total from those two teams, which is a bit harsh. Mm -hmm. Three Villa and uh, uh, Newcastle won. Um, now, I don't know what... I'm going to give two, two um, advices. First of all, it probably wouldn't harm even taking a hit if you think that the two players that will come in, I mean, if, if he's got one free transfer, let's say, uh, yeah. making two instead of, yeah, of course, not four, but mm -hmm. two or three playing playing players yeah. probably will make up for the minus four for sure because at least they will be playing. So now it's not a matter of swapping a player who might not return with a player who will. Now it's a player mm -hmm. who is not going to play, who's going to get zero, with a playing yeah. one. So you kind of have to balance that. But on the other hand, you should expect, but I don't know, because of the of the wild card, this is not actually that accurate as an advice. Because at some point, Villa might even have three fixtures within within a game week or something. So yeah, it's very difficult, isn't it? I I personally, from my from and Krillin, uh on that that podcast, think that I wouldn't be surprised if it does get rescheduled for sometime around January. So I think that actually it'd be better to prep for that with the wild card. It'd be easier as well because it's a game that Villa should be doing well in. So it's a game where you would want double Villa assets or more Villa assets. So you could plan that into your wild card. Um, but for now, I don't think a free hit is is the right move to make. I think definitely a minus four is more advisable. Um, Having, having 11 playing players is very important, but it's not the end of the world. And actually, also, having one player that doesn't play, you know, we all, we've all had a player on our, on our team at some point in our lives that have scored zero, whether or not it's, you know, through... Um, it might be a yellow card uh, or... A own goals or things like that. So actually, I would advise against taking more than a minus four, because I think when you're getting into minus eight... Minus 16, things this like that. It's just correct. not one thing, really. Um, leave the players thing. Bench on, on the pitch to get naught yeah. over that at the minute because you need to use those chips to maximise your points as opposed to minimise your losses, I think. Another point I wanted to raise is because we will be wildcarding, I mean, we, <laughs> we're not doing it as a group, but because we are advising that this is going to happen before the 28th, I think it is, or whatever, well, by the end of the year, you probably need to think ahead about these, this really busy schedule that we're going to have. Yeah. I've got some thoughts that I want to share, but maybe uh, just to continue from the Villa issue, because the Villa issue is the problem, not the Newcastle one. There are a lot of us who have three Villa assets. So... Yeah. Maybe, maybe, if you take a hit, let's say, if you do two transfers, you should think of the rotation and of what's going to happen the next month. Use yeah. it kind of like a mini wildcard, let's say. So if you do yeah. take a hit, 
don't do it just for the game week. Try mm-hmm. to do it for the long term. Don't think that you're gonna come that you're gonna bring the Villa players back. Exactly. This this is my advice because I've had some some thoughts and uh, we can talk about that. Uh, mm-hmm. The period from mid December till end of December is gonna be so busy, and there's not gonna be like one team that's not gonna heavily rotate. Yeah. Which means that you probably need a very strong bench. Mm-hmm. Which means that the players, 3.9 million defenders or 4.3 midfielders, are not the perfect solutions. No. This is one of the reasons I'm not trying to push for a heavy midfield now, although mm-hmm. I'm very afraid of not owning two of the three, let's say, Salah, Bruno, and KDB. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I probably want to split my assets so that I can have a strong bench because there will be a time that if I have Bruno and KDB, one of them will not play. So mm-hmm. I might need the 5 million midfielder to come in. Yeah. Instead of the four point three, I personally think Bruno would probably be rather be shot and you know dragged out of his change room and shot than left on the bench. Uh, I think he would kick up an absolute howler if he was left on the bench. Whereas I think Fernand, um, KDB might actually end up being rotated out. He was rotated out uh, twice last season, I think, purely because busy run of fixtures. It was games they were expecting to win, and they, they didn't play him for the full uh, full game. So, and you know, that's just the way Pep plays. Salah as well. We've seen it recently that he's been getting a bit, you know, sixty minutes uh, here and there thing because of COVID and yeah. struggling with fitness. So you are right. I think it is about being careful. Um, I think there are plenty of good teams to look at. And have great fixtures for the next five or six that you should you can get in um, Brighton for one have Southampton Leicester Fulham Sheffield West Ham and Arsenal up until game week 16 and the only difficult one in the first four looks to be Leicester but if you look a bit deeper into Leicester's stats they are one of the worst defensive stats on the entire on the game you know they're in the top five for goals can uh, expected goals conceded Big expected big chances conceded. Uh, they're really not looking bright. Where are expected goals conceded? They're fifth with 16. Uh, and shots conceded, they're sixth with 128, uh, which is quite a lot. So their defence is covering up a multitude of sins, I think, at the minute. Where is it? Yeah. So I think Brighton have got a good run and they've got plenty of cheap players to replace your players with yeah. if you want to look at that. Um, let's go quickly on to watchlist battles. That's been a quick discussion. Yeah. Uh, I'll quickly pull up watchlist battles and we can see that for Fana for you, got one point. PVA got one point for me, sadly. Um, that was a proper Tara. battle. 
<laughs> Torres came in for me and got me eight points, which I was really happy with. And Tiedemans came in for you and got you two points. <laughs> Adams came in for me and got two points. And Wilson came in and absolutely smashed it in those last five minutes of that game. Uh, I watched PDA put a cross come shot across the box. And it looked like he was shooting with the power that he put on it. But it was so wide that it should have been a cross. But because it was so heavy, that's why he couldn't get onto the end of it. And then two seconds later, Wilson had scored and then backed an assist. It was such a mad end to a game that Palace really should have come out of something. Could come up, should have come out with something. Uh, but you have won this week's, uh, what's it called? Watch this battle. <laughs> yeah, um, we don't even know that. 15 points to 11. <laughs> Yes, so, yeah. I'm, I'm happy about that, but I'm even yeah. happier about my overall rank. So, as I've said, for me, the battles are more of um, an inspiration of something that 99% is not going to end up as a good thing. And once every you know, five, six game weeks, a player might return. So this is something that we're probably going to discuss in a bit, but this is where you're taking your risks in your life. Exactly. Maybe in That's the L is somewhere where you're not going to be taking your risks. Is that what you're trying to say? Exactly. You got it. You got okay. it right. Okay. Okay. So anyway, uh, who do you want to pick? Uh, I've got a selection. Um, oh, as always. As always, I'm going to let's go straight in with midfielders. Who cares about? Okay, you want to go midfielders? I like that. Yeah. Um, so Wilkes has got a good game against Brighton uh, even though I've just said Brighton have got a good set of fixtures Barnes is against Sheffield United uh, Walcott also I don't think he's going to return again <laughs> uh, yeah uh, Foden is against Fulham if he starts or plays could be a good pick uh, and I've got I think I'm going to go with Eze against West Bromwich Albion okay you're trying to go against I've West never picked Eze, I've never considered Eze, but for me he looks like a player that is too good for that Crystal Palace team. He, the way he plays in balls to people, it like he puts such pace on them and the Crystal Palace players can't control them. And it's like, I think you expect these Premier League players to be a lot better than they are because these guys are really struggling to just handle your, your passes. You yeah. must treat them a bit nicer. Uh, but he looks like he's got a return in him, and if he does, if he does, I think it's going to be against a slightly more open West Brom. Okay, you know, as always, I will surprise you because go I'm going to go for a midfielder of probably the worst team for me of the Fulham. whole league. No, it's Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> this is my risks. I'm taking risks. I told you. And I am between Lord <laughs> and uh, no Fleck. And I think I'm going to go with Lord, Lord Lundstrom. For those who don't know, uh, Lundstrom was um, the best player of the first part of the season last yeah. year, actually, as an asset. I think he was the best player of the entire season for me. He Probably, was, yes. He was the only one that got any returns. Because he was a defender and he was playing as a midfield and he was scoring a lot. And they had a yeah. very good defense. So exactly. he got so many points. He raised over a million in in a couple of months. Yeah. 
the question is, did they have such a good defence or did they have such a good goalkeeper? That's the question really, isn't it? Because currently they've got the same defence. Not, yet... not entirely, without O'Connell, and that's a big, big blow. Fair. But Fair. you're right. Okay. If you take O'Connell out, if you take Henderson out, yeah, it's a huge, mm -hmm. it's a huge difference. And Fleck was out all this time, mm. so that was also important because he was he was very good last year as well. True. True. But yeah, I want to go for something really wild, and I truly believe with one point out of ten games so far being the favourite to go down, they <laughs> will eventually do something big. And B might be a, a two-two against Leicester, for instance, who are okay. traveling from Ukraine, who are a bit tired, who didn't show the best um, performance against Fulham. They didn't show the best performance in the Ukraine either. Yes, lost one nil. And even the fact that we were talking about that on the chat that Sayuntu and Pereira are starting to come in the team. This for me feels that they're trying they're trying to bring them back because they need them. Mm -hmm. So it's not a good sign of the mentality of the psychology. Despite them rushed. being so high. Mm -hmm. So why not? Sheffield United. Okay, cool. Put all my money uh, on them. Forwards. Uh, I've got Shea Adams. Danny Welbeck and Patrick Bamford. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I've got someone else again against all expectations. Okay. I think I'm going to go with Shay Adams. And Good for you. That is probably because I think I might be getting Danny Welbeck into my team. Oh, I like that. Uh, but I'll discuss that later. So I'm between two. Ah, I can't go for Adams. I had Adams last week. Okay, you you choose. You choose. Oh yes, you did. Thank God you're keeping track. <laughs> Thank God I've got an Excel spreadsheet in front of me. Who's we're sampling against? Is it United? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So my two choices are a player against United and a player against Liverpool. Okay. Fabio Silva. Or Antonio. Okay. So, I, did I have Antonio last week? No, you had Wilson Antonio two weeks ago. Okay, so I am allowed. Yeah. I think Antonio is really good for big matches. That's why I'm, I'm thinking about it. And uh, yeah. on the other side, uh, Silva, I like the fact that Liverpool's defence is going to be playing with Klopp as a centre-half or something. It's... Robertson is flagged. Yeah. Let's inform people. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, I'll go for Antonio. Let's finish this. Okay. Uh, I think I haven't got a clue who I'm going to go for at the minute. We'll, we'll go, go to, for Welbeck. Uh, if you get him in the team, you'll have. Who was the third one? Bamford. Um, I don't know what Bamford I had. <laughs> you had him on your list. Um, was it just to, to steal him from him? It was a good list. It was it was a good list. I promise. Against um, Chelsea, he's good. He's going to score. 
I'm gonna go with. Um, this is great podcasting, isn't it? I'm gonna go with Tammy Abraham. Tammy? Oh, not Giroud. Not Giroud, sadly. Hector would get Giroud, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he would. There is a, a, a lot of love for that beer. Oh, I think. Okay. Um, Small brackets okay. about this. If yeah. Giroud gets transferred to another team in the Premier League, I'm yeah. probably going to buy him. You're going to buy him? Yeah. He looks great. If he He's goes to Leeds, let's say, or I mean, it's not probable. But... Okay. Defenders. Defenders. Oh, that's a tricky mm -hmm. one. God, that's hard. Um... I'm thinking of getting him in my team, but I'm sure I won't do it this week. So okay. I will go for Reese James. He is top of my list. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's definitely on my list to come into my team. That's that's why he's there because Chelsea got a good run of fixtures. They're looking good, and uh, yeah, I think. Although this, what we're doing now, has no meaning at all because we're talking about Reese James as an asset and not about exactly. our, our, our battles. True. Uh, I'm going to go with Tarek Lamptey, who I believe is back from suspension. He is, yes. Uh, because he's up against Southampton and Southampton might struggle on their right-hand side. Who knows? Uh, okay, cool. On the left. That's that done. Now, there was uh, a question raised in the group this week by Fivos, correct? Yes, a very fair question about how... Are you looking to phrase it exactly to That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. That's the aim. Okay. Um, so I should make a... Try to... <laughs> you know, a synopsis of... It's something that people in the FBL are wondering quite often. How do you gain a lot of um, places in the rank? So let's have it as a question. Okay. So after 10 game weeks, compare your team with one of the top of your league and ask yourself how you can reduce the points difference. From 15 players, he has five of the same uh plus two of the same category team. He'll leave out constant subs as well. He'll cross out Chilwell, who's got the same pointers as two defenders, Cresswell and Justin. And he concludes, can Kevin De Bruyne, Mane and Jota get more points than Kane, Bruno, Podence and Eiling? Which I'm assuming is your team, right? I um, assume yes. He says his answer... I don't know who's top of the league. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> His answer is probably not in general uh, terms. Even if they go well, they cannot reduce the average by more than five points per game week. So what do you do? Do you only hope to get the best captaincy picks and what else? Do you go for pure differentials? What would you do? This is food for thought. Um, I think I'm with him, really. I think you... you so we work in the music industry, and as a musician, you're always told not to compare yourself to other performers. You always do, because you see people doing very well, and you see people doing terribly. I like I the way you think. think. that you should treat yourself 
as a uh, completely different, uh, uh, com completely separate. You, if you compare yourself to other teams, and if you spend your entire uh, time trying to win your mini league by getting players that don't, that aren't owned heavily or aren't owned by the guys at the top to try and get to the top, you could end up shooting yourself in the foot a bit more. What I would say is, generally for the first 10 weeks, you should look to play it safe, like super safe, get the players that have good pedigree, get players that know what they're doing, and get the players that regularly score points. Your Salas, you know, uh, Chilwell, for example, scores points. Um, get players, Kevin De Bruyne, get these sort of players in. And then from 10 weeks, you have a very good sample size of what this season's going to look like. And what this season looks like is carnage. <laughs> but <laughs> from, from there, you can go with and you can see which players are in form, see which teams are in form, see how it all works and how it all comes together. So I think personally, don't look at other teams. Don't compare yourself to other teams. Try and pick your captaincy pick from the stats that you use and listen to other people and the stats that they're using for their captaincy picks. Probably, probably go with a consistent captaincy pick because then you're less likely to lose rank. Um, don't make wild decisions. I think if you want to make wild decisions, save it for the last eight game weeks. You know, yeah. if you're fourth and you want to get to first, keep going with the standard. Don't. I wouldn't play it risky. That's this is my opinion. Don't play it too risky. Try. Don't get template because template is boring. But try to stay near to a template. Try to get players in that are going to rise in price because it's going to help things like uh, your team value and you can then buy better players later on. Um, but again, don't chase the price rises. Just stick to playing it safe for as long as possible until you feel like you can start making those risks. The problem is the people at the front are the ones that struggle because they have no one to follow. So they can start making mistakes, as Janice might find out, we'll see. Um, <laughs> Well, they use this as an example. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Sorry, we've got a, a problem with the host here, the hostess. No worries, no worries. Um, yeah, I think it's important that, that you treat yourself separately from everyone else and you play your own game, you know. You treat yourself separate and hopefully that won't sway your decision in a negative way, and you'll only sway your decision, and you'll only keep making positive decisions for your team. What I was going to say, on top of that, because I agree, um, is that if you want to take risks, you can assess those risks into specific occasions. For instance, mm -hmm. wait for the double game weeks. Maybe there you can take a risk, which mm -hmm. might be be big. Maybe um, for the last couple of weeks before the before you get your wild card, maybe there you can take a risk of a transfer that is going to be only for two weeks, so it's going to be fine. Exactly. And then exactly. you have your wild card to wipe it out. So exactly. try to be careful when you take the risks. Not mm -hmm. don't take risks at all, because I'm taking risks in the battles, for instance. <laughs> 
huge risks. <laughs> but you're not taking it in the actual game, which is important. You no. Know? Your picks in the game, apart from leaving Podence in, and somehow he's found form, and you've let, you've had him in so long that he's actually was in form, then was out of form for eight weeks, and he's now back in form again. Other than that, your your moves are pretty good. You know they're pretty standard. Looking at Reese James, looking at you know getting Bamford in, they're they're sensible moves. And I don't think I think safe is the wrong word. I think sensible is the right word. Yeah. Yeah, you, and and the whole point is trying to get the captaincy right. I mean, mm. we can't stress that enough. We had a big problem last year with that. We had a very big problem. But I think that this year our percentage has improved, which mm-hmm. I don't know if it's luck or, you know, this is the whole conversation about FPL, if it's luck or if it's... Skill, I, I don't believe it's skill. It's just being consistently onto it, and uh, when you're taking a chance and hoping for luck, it's not like a wild luck. I mean, if someone of us had Captain Mares, I would have thought of that being lucky. Very much so. But if you captain KDB and he returns with a t- two goals and assist. It's not luck, even if it's a 35-point hole. Yeah. So, again, it's this question about captaining the very expensive players because that makes them worth having. Because mm-hmm. you, it doesn't make sense having a 12-million player and not captaining him, for instance. Like, yeah, at the beginning, I was captaining Salah almost every week. Rightly so. Because and that that got you a lot of points because he scored well because he is someone you can guarantee to score well. Um, I I wouldn't I wouldn't make massive changes to your team. I think it's it's important to stay with the pack as much as possible, and then towards the end make those risks. Uh, so yeah, if you if you start making risks now, it's a long way down, you know. Uh, there's a long way to go in the season, so keep going uh, with your what you think are sensible choices. When you've got wild cards, make some more risks, and then use the wild cards to mitigate those risks. Plus, the the other problem that you might face is if a risk or two does not go well, then you start thinking, should I try differently? And then you always start doing different things and you need a a plan you need something that is going to stay that you're going to stick with for a long run even if it's not by the end of the of the season you have to go up until like let's say a couple of months so if you go with risks then by all means every week take risks for instance don't take it only once because then you might not, it, it, it won't You're work. you the top of the table already. Stop giving people bad advice, right? <laughs> make, make a risk every week, guys. Just just make it all terrible, guys. Yeah, because just Rob make, wants to crawl up bring, bring in Brewster. Place. Everyone bring in Brewster. What a great move that will be. Okay, you gave me the perfect <laughs> the perfect um, cue now Segway. in... Yes, Segway. Oh, man. Not Brewster, but Silva. 
I want to watch. I want to watch Silva in the next two games. I mean, mm-hmm. Liverpool one is not an easy one, and uh, I don't remember which one the second one is. But I want to see if he's going to be the first choice, or if Nuno is going to go with uh, Podence. Uh, uh, is it Villa? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So if it's going to be Podence, Traore, and uh, Neves, something like that. Uh, Neto, sorry. Or if he's going to play with a striker and the rest of them around him. If yeah. if Silva is constantly playing for the next six games, let's say, I bet he's going to have two returns. So having him on the bench during the period I mentioned earlier that you'll have rotation risks, having him coming in whenever someone is missing, you have some chances of bringing a 7-point, an 8-point player in your team. And for me, this is very, very good because you get so much money aside to boost your midfield. He's uh, 5.4, 7, I think. No, he's 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 seven point. He's not point seven um, more than Brewster. That's what I was. I think he's point three. Five point two. Two or three. So he's he's relatively cheap, Mm -hmm. and playing in Wolves is quite good. He's five point two. I mean, it's amazing. If he's five point two and he starts, that's an amazing move because Jimenez is not going to be in that team for a while. So five point two for a starter is a great move. Um, I'm thinking um, in two weeks' time because I'm probably gonna sell DCL after the mm-hmm. the Burnley game. I think I might go there mm-hmm. and free some that money to keep Bamford and Kane as my first choices and have Silva mm-hmm. my first sub to compensate with that and then have. The defenders that I have, so they're active, and uh, I can cope with the rotation. That sounds great. I so if we're going on to team news, uh, I have two Villa players. I've got Sufal against Man United, um, which I'm not enjoying. And if I don't field three strikers, that means I have to field Basuma, and. Currently, my my motto is ABB, and that is anyone but Basuma. So, <laughs> um, is that yours? Yeah, ABB. Oh, I like it. I love it. Well, I the thing is, he's there. He's there if I, he needs he needs to be there. But my issue is that Watkins had a very interesting game last game. He. Had some very good chances, which I liked, and he had uh, a goal ruled out for offside very narrowly. Um, the problem was he missed the penalty, and for me that was a massive miss because if you look at the the stats, I think we read them out last week. He's apparently missed four in the last six penalties that he's ever taken. So in terms of uh, playing for Brentford. He wasn't a good penalty taker, according to lots of Brentford fans. Um, so I would not be surprised if this is the last time that he's on penalties. Which uh, is great for me, having Grealish. Yeah, given to Grealish. Which therefore means that 
he's less of an interesting asset. Danny Welbeck is playing for Brighton. Morpé has already been dropped from the team once. He's missed a penalty and then he cried off because of uh, an injury, which was hilarious to watch. Uh, but I think Danny Welbeck is fast proving himself to be Brighton's front-running striker. And in such a decent attacking team, I think it really like is similar to his Arsenal team, just really the style of play that he wants to be playing. Um, when he was at Watford, it was very much... Uh, you know, you need to be a number nine, you need to be Troy Deeney, and you need to fight for every single ball. Whereas I think this Brighton team is very much along his, his way of playing, where he's come from Man United and Arsenal, where they want to get the ball down, they want to play, they want to play with some uh, luxurious balls, and he will get on the end of those and he'll put them in the, the net. And I think with his run of fixtures up until game week six, this is a risk I'm willing to take. It also is... Fu- 0.5 million less than a bunch of other players that could all do very well and enables me to move to Salah next game week if all the prices stay the same. So uh, I'm going to have to take a hit next game week, but I think I might get Danny Welbeck or potentially Patrick Bamford in this game week. That, that sounds very reasonable. And I'm actually very happy about Welbeck. I I really like him as a player, and I'm yeah. glad he's coming back. He's resurfacing, and uh, it's a good team to be in. It really is. If Morpé is not not the main striker, if Connolly has to start coming in, it looks like Welbeck is, you know, the Shea Adams to the Neil Morpé. It looks like he is the second choice, and it, they're playing with two strikers every game, so he is going to be in the team most game weeks. The only thing that's going to stop him from being in the team, I think, is going to be injuries, which is, as we all know, he's a very injury-prone player. So I think I've got six weeks to have him. He will get me some points this week where Watkins won't. Vasilov would get me some points, but... Anyone but Bissouma. Come on. Sorry? Anyone but Bissouma. ABB, exactly. My other option is to move Mitchell up and to try and go from Mitchell to someone else that is playing, but I... He's too cheap. He wouldn't wouldn't get much, so... There's not a lot of players around that price point that are playing. I would have to go to a 4.5 and that takes away value from my team and it takes away the opportunity to get Salah next game week against Fulham. So... Yeah, which is... Everything we we are aiming all uh, we're all aiming for that. Salavi Fulham. I've I've got only Grealish from this uh, game postponed, mm-hmm. but I have two serious flags, very serious. The one is Robertson, and the other is Kane. I don't think serious. I'm also very worried about Diaz playing in the Champions League. True. Because I think it's kind of a hint that he might not play against Fulham, which would make perfect sense, since it's Pepe. Which means that my defence will remain as Ailing, Taylor and Chilwell. Not horrible. Wow. Yeah, Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> but the two of them are playing against each other, Ailing and Chilwell. True. And Taylor is playing against Vardy, who might want to prove something. Yeah. Uh, is it? No, sorry, not Vardy. I'm sorry, I, I messed up. It's um, do 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 pictures against Everton. Oh, against my striker, DCL. Yeah. Perfect. So I'm gonna bench. I'm I'm gonna sorry. I'm gonna keep them in the first eleven. Diaz and Robertson, mm -hmm. hoping they do start and they do play, because yeah. for instance, Diaz, if he's benched, he's never coming in. Yeah. So I'm fine with that. He's not going to come in for a point or something. Exactly. Robertson, same. I don't think that Liverpool, if if they don't start him, that Klopp is going to put him in the fifty-fifth minute or something. No, there's no chance. Yeah. So I'm going to start with them, and uh, if they don't play, then Ailing and Taylor will come for the rescue. Which I means the, that. Um... I watched the press conference of Mourinho about Kane and they asked him what Kane's injury was and he said, can't tell you. He has got an injury, but I can't tell you what it is. And they were like, okay. Does it remind it you of, no, it's the, not serious. of the Son versus Man United one? Well, he did say that there was, I think he said there was a problem with Son's hamstring. He said there was a problem with Son. I think it was quite specific. As he wouldn't mind, even say what Kane's As a mind was. game, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was quite funny. If it was another game against another team, I <laughs> would be disappointed. But yeah. because it's Arsenal, I think that he will try to play. Have you still got Son? I do have Son. For now. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to have him Saturday morning. <laughs> I think he's a possible captaincy choice, because Arsenal are looking shocking at the minute. They've, they've played I, a good midweek. but they, I don't yeah. like that, though. I don't like Sorry? that feeling. That feeling yeah. that Arsenal is horrible, is in terrible state. Tottenham is in such a good state. This <laughs> means for me only one thing, that Arsenal is going to beat 1-0. And that's the worst scenario. This is true. This is true. I would we prefer. I would prefer if Arsenal had um, beaten. Uh, no, it wasn't Villa. Who was Villa it again? Was recently, uh, Who was the last game week? My God! Oh yeah, um, uh, Wolves. Wolves. I would have definitely preferred if if they had even tied. Yeah, because. I don't, you know, I don't like those. Okay. Um, so are, I'm, I'm very puzzled. They are well up there in terms of shots conceded, just to let you know. Like, they are, uh, in all the defensive stats that I've been looking at, they are, where are they? They're terrible, I, I know. Seventh for uh, expected goals conceded in the past four game weeks or five game weeks. Uh, big chances conceded seven. And actual goals conceded five, so they're not not looking great at all. Everton weirdly at the top. Everton's defence. So it goes: Everton, West Brom, Leicester, Sheffield, West Ham, uh, yeah, Arsenal, Southampton, Leeds, yeah. Burnley. Um, but yeah, these are the current 
form worst defences in the league right now. And for Everton, Leicester and Arsenal to be up there is an absolute shock, really, considering you've got, you know, some terrible teams in the league. Yeah. So are we are we in a subtle way doing a team reveal? Yes, we did move towards that, yeah. Yeah. Because I might roll a transfer. Although that sounds shocking because oh. I'm not even trying to get KDB in my team. I don't think I can afford it. I think that's my problem. And if I need to bring him, which is definitely a dream come true, I will need, first of all, to sell Son. And probably... Because I don't even think that Podence's money is enough. Um, I will probably need to do something about the defense again. And I've changed it so many times, and I feel it's not worth it. Okay. I think, personally, Bruno Fernandes away against West Ham is a great candidate's choice. I You know, I wouldn't you... go for that. You're not going for that? No. Because it's West Ham. Who are you going with it? I don't know. This, that's my problem. <laughs> I don't know. At the time being, I'm, I'm really struggling because I want a City attacker. But I can't afford it. So Son might be my my solution because it's crazy. My team is in really bad state. <laughs> I have no Liverpool attackers. I have no City attackers. I have a City and a Liverpool been warning, defender been warning you for weeks about this, man. <laughs> who might not play. And I've got Kane who might not play and Grealish who will not play. It's terrible. I might end up with five players. Is this... And you're going to roll a... Is that what you said? Or take a hit. Yeah. I've taken too many hits already. But maybe this is... This is a game week where, because of the Villa-Newcastle fixture, a lot of... The average will be lower. Because a lot of people are going to struggle to field... 11 players yeah. to a certain extent. Loads of people have triple Villa. Loads of people have will have no goalie because most people have Mar- Mar- Martinez is a very highly owned goalkeeper. And a second one. The majority of people don't have a second goalkeeper. Yeah. So um, that's a big thing. Uh, they're going to lose their two points from there. They're going to lose points all over the shop. So I think if you think your team is in disarray, make transfers. If yeah. you think you should transfer... Maybe, transfer. now that I'm thinking about it, uh, maybe I wouldn't wait for Covered lewin against Burnley. Maybe that's the time. He's the only player I feel good by downgrading. Because Son to KDB is not possible, despite having 1.4 in the bank. I need almost uh, like not point nine. I need less than a million, and even if I downgrade Podence, which is not my priority at the moment, mm-hmm. I need to go for a four point five. So a non-playing actually a, a Bisuma, <laughs> mm-hmm. which doesn't make sense. Taking a hit 
selling Son and Podense to get KDB and a non-playing midfield does not make sense. Even for the long run, it's a terrible choice. Mm-hmm. So it might be a smarter choice if I go from Calvert Lewin to Antonio, let's say, which I have in my battles, so I have to change. <laughs> True. He doesn't look fit. I'm not going to lie. He says he's fit, but he ran around. I know. He was playing on the side. He was playing at the... Hugging the, the line. Well. It was completely... But he's he's up for those tough fixtures. I didn't complain when you put him in fear battles. I, I would go for... I, would, I could go for Jay Adams as well. I don't mind. Jay Adams was good. To go Still, for... It, Two million less than what I, what covered Lewin is, I think I can afford that. I think probably this is going to be my my move, which, yeah, this is enough because Son is going to become KDB. I'm going to captain KDB, and then sit back and relax. I wish I hadn't solved all your problems for you, but there you go. I think DCL out this week is is more of a risk uh, because. Burnley looks like a good fixture. They're used to playing, you know, they, they play in training every day against Chris Woods, so they know what a target man's like. So maybe DCL might not have as much luck this game week, but we'll see. Um, DCL has proved us wrong on quite a few occasions. Burnley have got one of the worst defences in the league. Who knows? Plus, DCL, I bought him quite late. I think I bought him 7.7, I, I, I think. So I'm not missing mm-hmm. much from selling him now. Okay. Because you see, uh, Burnley haven't got the worst defence in the league. I take that back. There are no stats to prove that. I'm very sorry about that, guys. <laughs> no, they've kept two just... clean sheets recently. Yeah, it's not going to be an easy fixture for Everton. No, that doesn't mean that DCL might not return <laughs> a couple of them. But from what I see in my team at the moment, instead of really instead of um, completely destroying my defence again. Because I again have a very expensive defense. This is mm-hmm. this is the main problem. Although it saved me last week because I had two clean sheets, so I, I don't have a problem with that. It's just the priorities. So instead of destroying the defense and selling Robertson again, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go for the long run because DCL's fixtures are not good after the Burnley one. They're playing mm-hmm. Chelsea, Leicester. Arsenal, the next three. And then, okay, it's Sheffield United, and then Man City, and West Ham, and Wolves, and Villa. It's not ideal. No. It's not ideal. He is picture-proof, I can admit that. But I can do without. I did without for the first seven weeks. I got him for three weeks. He returned a couple of times, so I think I'm fine. Yeah. Cool. You convinced me. Ooh. That's it. <laughs> no worries, man. We don't need to do any more of the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, yeah, do a quick rundown. I've also got Robertson, but I don't... I'm kidding, of I'm course. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> hoping Robertson plays. Um, I've got McCarthy in goal against Brighton, which getting Danny Warbeck in for might be... A, who knows? At least I'll get some points, hopefully. Uh, Justin against Sheffield. I think Justin's going to still play against Sheffield. Um, And I hope he keeps clean sheets. Soufal against Man United. Most of my defence seems to be against most of my attack this week, it seems. Um, Kevin De Bruyne versus Fulham. Captain Ziabans on him at the minute. Fernandes against West Ham. 
him away, which I think is definitely vice captain. Uh, and it would be a very risky move for me to move that armband to him. But Bruno away at the minute just seems like it's, you know, one of the one of the things in your life that is guaranteed, you know, being born, dying, paying taxes, and Bruno scoring. So, on an away day. So, yeah, Son against Arsenal, quite happy with that. Jota against Wolves, his old team, he should play. Werner against Leeds, Carolyn against Burnley, currently Watkins against nobody. But that will change to, you are right, Shea Adams or um, Welbeck are my only two options at the minute. Good. It seems good. And you said McCarthy instead of Ryan, right? Uh, Meslier. Meslier, okay. Yeah, you don't want the Chelsea one. I do want Werner to Hall. You still have Werner. My God, you. You're strong. He's looking good, man. He's looking good. Where have Uh, you been looking? (laughs) Completely, completely rested in the week. Uh, It's got a beautiful finish against Spurs that was offside, but narrowly offside. Pulisic is coming in on the left wing. Maybe Tammy Abraham might not even start. So I'd rather be wrong on the battles than wrong on the. in the league, but yeah, yeah. I think, big... I think I'm gonna because we started from the goalkeepers. I think I'm mm. gonna um, I'm gonna go with McCarthy instead of Ryan. Cool. Uh, it's it's a Monday fixture, so one more day, and who knows if we're lucky to see Danny Ings back. True. I doubt he's gonna play. To be honest. And definitely yeah, he's not going to start. But it will be good to have that hope. Mm-hmm. He's going to shuffle things around. What do you... Uh, sorry. What do you think about James Ward-Prowse being the third most transferred in player this game week? It's a bandwagon. <laughs> I mean, it's it makes perfect sense. I like it. And I like the fact that people are acknowledging players who are playing really well, not from the top six teams. I like that a lot. He deserves it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that can be consistent. If he was low, if he was around six, 5.8, 5.9, yeah. I would think twice. For me, I think he's, he's basically Suchek in disguise. He is going to return... And you can guarantee that he will return at some point. But to pick which games he will return in on a consistent basis are far too difficult for me to just have him in my team at 6 million. Suchek at 4.9 million. At least, exactly. He's a very similar choice. He will get goals. He's that big West Ham player that, you know, big Fellini-like character that Moyes loves. But, yeah. You know that Suchek has double shots on target than Aubameyang this season. Who? Suchek has double shots on target than Aubameyang. I don't know if that was good I mentioned, because Aubameyang might have five shots on target against Spurs and ruin the whole... Just this... Okay, I'm hesitant about this game week. You've made me hesitant. Uh, (laughs) We'll see, we'll see. We'll see. Another... Just... Just before we 
end this um, episode, really bizarre episode that we had. Um, I want to mention a player who, f please forget about him for the next two, three game weeks for sure. But I think he's going to come back and haunt us. And I think he's a very possible transfer for me. And this is Edison Cavani. He might, or he probably will um, get uh, banned for, I would say, two, three game weeks for this uh, Yeah, comment. I think he's on the lower side of the this thing because it was indirect and it's a different scenario to the Suarez scenario, which is what everyone's quoting. Yeah, but if he starts playing regularly, if he is the one in front, I think that he's going to score goals. He's going to score a lot of goals. And 8 million, it's very cheap. Martial doesn't look good at the minute. And, yeah... And again, with the fact that Oli doesn't seem to have any tactical clue about how to play his team, he makes his subs far too late. Fred not coming off in the Champions League after basically getting away with a red card after headbutting one of the PSG players and then not bringing him off was an absolute masterstroke in how not to manage a team in a Champions League game. It was ridiculous. So, yeah, I think... I think you'll bow down to pressure and play the form player, which will end up being Cavani. And Cavani knows where the goal is. So and maybe, I think that maybe. But having both Bruno and Cavani might be an amazing combination. It but might be. Against that tip from last game week against diversifying your assets. <laughs> <laughs> no, we said it depends. Yes. Son Kane. True. You can't have from three, four teams, but. To have one, it, it was Son Kane for the first 10 game weeks. It might be Bruno Cavani for game week 15 to 22, let's say. Exactly. Make sure they're the right game weeks. That's the key, isn't it, really? <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Good. Right. I think this Last is it. Last to mention, was it 12 o'clock deadline? It, is it a 12 or 11? 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock, yes. <laughs> because um, we will have all the the news tomorrow, Friday, uh, mm -hmm. we will be informing people on social media and mm -hmm. on our group. So we'll be posting every update and uh, all the information that we get. Yep, definitely. Let's hope that the this COVID. Um, incident with uh, the Newcastle team is the only one. Yeah, indeed. Because it might become a domino effect and that might be very bad. Especially now yeah. when the, the stadiums are opening their doors. We've just got it back. It's, it's just working again. It's Don't touch it, it might fall over. <laughs> so, stay safe. Stay tuned. And we'll be back on Monday to see yeah. what has happened till then. Buy us a coffee. Support us on Patreon. Bye. Goodbye. Uzo Radio.